right, my talkers. Let's hang out with Lori and Julia. Get through this little bit of rain we've got here and have some fun. All right, I've got Roger Friedman's review of Black Widow. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Tell us critics. what it is. Okay, Black Widow is Scarlett Johansson, the Avengers, the Marvel Universe. Okay. <clears throat> and this... Um, is a year delayed by the pandemic. This was supposed to come out last year. Okay. And it was years more delayed by everyone basically being afraid of a superhero woman, a superhero movie led by women. Okay. Yep. Will the audience go to it? Got it. Okay. So, because it's not just one woman, but there's many. It's not just Scarlett Johansson, who, if you know the Avengers movie, she's Natasha Romanoff, a.k.a. the Black Widow, mm-hmm. by a many Marvel movies. But Florence Pugh is her sister, Rachel Wise as her mother, and um, the cadre, a bunch of women who make up the brainwashed widows who think they want Natasha dead. So Roger writes, I don't know Kate Shortland, a British woman in her 50s, how she convinced Kevin Feig to let her direct Black Widow for Marvel, but I'm sure glad she did. She must have really come in prepared. She took the reins of a $200 million extravaganza, the first woman to direct a Marvel franchise movie and blew the lid off of everything right through the glass ceiling. Bravo. I love it. Um, I didn't know that this was also a female director. That's amazing. Yeah, Not, and, and I didn't either. I, that's never, awesome. It's never happened. That's really cool. Because that's when you said, when you first started out, you said one of the big things, and I was like, well, there was Captain Marvel, a few other movies that set that tone, but you're right, having a female director, that is outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Roger Wright, it's a little like FX, The Americans, Told with special effects, superpowers, and in space. That's okay. It The conceit works perfectly as Natasha's childhood and origin story are explored fully. We meet the people who raised her, including David Harbour, hilariously, as her father. Right. This much Roger can tell us. As in the Americans, they're not biologically a family, but they are one nonetheless. He said... Um, the director, this woman, Carla, Black Widow is 75% action that never stops. When it's in motion, it's relentless. The effects are pretty stunning. There are a couple of sequences you will marvel at. Wow. He said, there's also a screenplay full of character and humor. I laughed more than a few times and in the right places. And you will too. And it helps that the four main actors are among the best you can hire. Think of it, Rachel Weisz, an Oscar winner, now flying planes through space. For a very small part. part <laughs> plotting all kinds of machinations. Uh, David Harbour comes from theater. Florence Pugh already has an Oscar nomination for Little Women. Yeah. And he said, and there's great supporting work. There's not a slouch among them. He said, and while Pugh holds her own ferociously, Black Widow is Scarlett Johansson's movie. Wow. She waited patiently through Avengers movies for this shot, and the payoff is tremendous. Little girls are going to follow her down the street once they've seen this movie. Grown men and women, too, will follow her. She's snazzy, fun, athletic, beautiful, smart, and she really kicks butt. I love this. I have no doubt there will be at least two sequels, as there should be. Marvel fans will love the Easter eggs and references to past Avenger adventures, and there's a scene way at the end of the credits that will blow everyone's mind. He said, be don't give that away. And (laughs) he said a hundred million weekend. I'd say so. There's a reason to make sure you're vaccinated. You're going to want to see black widow (laughs) in the theater and maybe a couple of times. That's awesome. Exciting.
I know. I love it. Like you said, that there's something that that surprise for all the Marvel fans. That could be anything. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys now are not under contract, but that doesn't mean that they can't work out a little. Uh, right. You know, maybe just a little contract work and you come in and show just a little flashback of Iron Man or something. Who knows? Who I'm just knows? throwing things out there. But, but it was kind of like tease. so exciting when um, the very the first, you know, Wonder Woman was, oh, that was so, so good. good. The second one by was a woman. so horrible. Not good, horrible. but the first one horrible. was so good. The second and one was like, so oh. I'm excited, you know, like if it's going to be hot this weekend, this we got a good movie to see. Oh, I'll be gonna, going for yeah, sure. I'll, yeah. I will go see will it. You, you're I, a movie goer, aren't yeah, you, Grant? Oh, I love, and especially these kind of movies are right up my alley. But yeah, I love going. Gotta see them on the big screen. The movie theater is one of my favorite places to is go. Is Thor part of the Avengers Marvel Universe? Yes. Because I love all those Thor movies. I've seen them all. Yeah, he looks pretty good in that too, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, he looks real good, but they're funny. <laughs> oh, He's yeah. like a great Thor. You love, I know. Chris yeah. Hemsworth, right? Has mm-hmm. anyone watched the Loki. Oh, fantastic! It no, is. I don't have Disney Plus. I actually do now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't have Disney. In that Loki, you had Apple Plus. Well, You're I've g- had a very good week of plusing. Okay, good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got a kid with one, and is I got a deal with another. Yeah. So you like Loki? Yes, it's very yeah. well done. It's a great spin. Like I said, with all these shows that Disney Plus is doing right now, they're taking all these minor characters that help build the Marvel Universe, and they're doing a fantastic job of just expanding on that and giving us little bits of back-end stories and how things developed. And if you're a real Marvel nerd, all these little like Easter egg things that happen in these shows, they, mm-hmm. they just make you want to keep watching. And they've done such a good job of developing, like I said, even Thor down to Loki, his brother, who was... No, he was a big part of oh, the I didn't whole know thing, Thor but... and Loki were related. Yeah, they're brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good stuff. I have eyes only for Thor when that? he's on the screen. Well, right. <laughs> who knew that? Well, people who are following right. Marvel. I mean, See, Holly will probably have to make us a Marvel thing like she did charts. for Star Wars, the flow chart. I don't care that much. She could probably much. do it better than me. Yeah. Right. She's, she's way more in tune. Uh, but Holly, speaking of Holly, she posted, um, and, and I think this is coming out in November. Comes out in theaters and on HBO Max in November, maybe, but it's The Many Saints of Newark. We watched the trailer and it's about the young Tony Soprano. Check oh, out the trailer. It looks good. It looks really good. James Gandolfini's son is playing him, this young Tony Soprano. Yep. It looks good. Vera Farmiga's in it as Livia Soprano. Yes. 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 I love that James Gandolfini's son is somehow a part of this. That yeah. makes it a lot of fun. And we hear Woke Up This Morning, the theme song from The Sopranos in the trailer. And apparently this trailer doesn't even do justice what the movie is going to be in full. Mm. So, should be anyway, good. Yeah, that should be good. Also, another thing coming back to Broadway with a, a hot couple, Plaza Suite is back. Matthew Broderick and Sarah oh, Jessica well, Parker. Oh, it never, it never. It was supposed to open last March. Opened right because they kind of um, did a light screening in Boston or something this summer earlier in the year before the pandemic. I don't think they call it a screening. Previews, what do you call it? A light previews, previews. They call it. Previews. I, I like a light screening. Yeah, I'd like to have a light a screening. premiere. Premiere. Uh, they're two years late coming to Broadway, but uh, they're going to be back. And their buddy, John Benjamin Hickey, who's in, in treatment, will direct. And they've been checked into the plaza for two years, basically. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. And, of course, she's got her Sex in the City thing. And Broderick, busy. Broderick is, I don't know, he's really a Broadway baby. I know. I, Lori, 100%. You know, he had Ferris Bueller, but I just don't think of him as movie. No, at mm-hmm. all. 
Thank you, by the way, Sharon Stone, for... Okay, okay, Lori. Oh, Honestly, my Lord. All right, Grant. What, what do we got? Okay, so seriously, I saw this picture yesterday, but I didn't want to tell Lori about mm-hmm. it because Lori's been so concerned that her goddess has not been dressing appropriately when going out in public. <laughs> and okay. Sharon Stone. So last night... Or was it smart? And she, Sunday she said posted it. a beautiful photo in a in a bathing suit, yellow. I was yeah, like I saw so that happy yesterday. about that. Yeah. And then today you sent me the picture of her standing, you know, in a in a t shirt with her on the cover, uh, with her legs crossed and holding like what appears to be a cigarette. Is it? No, I think but it's, it's a tube of lipstick. It's a tube of lipstick, and you're like, it's a cartoon version of her in Basic Instinct. And yeah, she's right. like, been there and done the that. Got the t shirt. Oh. You couldn't be so happy. Dorit Kimsley. Yeah. From Real Housewives of Beverly Hills liked it. Oh, she just looks so great. Oh, Lori, it made me laugh I just so lo- hard. I just love loved her Jeez. that she did that. Yeah. I was really upset with a couple of her things she wore to Tribeca and her hair. I don't know. But the short hair you're talking about? No, I don't oh. ever Lori's, mind her short Lori's hair. Just, it just seemed like it was like She's been having moments with that. Bedhead hair. Okay. And I not in a like good way. Hair. I like that short hair on her. She looks good in it. Yeah. And I've got Young Summer Love. Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp are back together. They've been back together, though. But you know how we really know for sure? She went and visited him on the set of his movie in Cincinnati. Now, oh, there's no. nobody that goes to Cincinnati to visit <laughs> anybody unless it's for... A little yeah. vitamin what? Right, right. vitamin D. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Especially someone who used to be... They right. broke up. They broke up and he they dated or they went they there. They did. It's Young Summer Love. And, and they're it, back again. Last October, Timothy spoke briefly about his relationship. He 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 said, uh, he called her someone I really loved. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway. Like such a nice way if and you want to get back with someone. If well, because he was making out on a holiday not that long ago with that Aiza Gonzalez, yes. who briefly dated Josh Dumel. And so they were spotted together in Cincinnati, where he's filming... Boner and all. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, bones and all. Sorry. Okay. Bones and all. Unbelievable. <laughs> you Boner and, I, and all. You and I, Lori, your yeah. head is just, we yeah, are parallel. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. Bones and all is the name of the movie he's filming. And by the way, if you see his movie <laughs> really coming. Like Boner and all. Yeah, Boner you know, and all. I like friend, that better. My friend had a cabin in Wisconsin somewhere near mine, and the, the, the lake was called Boner Lake. Yeah. But they call it Bunnier. Bonier. Bonier. Yeah. Bonier. It's Bonier. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. it's spelled like Bonier. Put your hands in my pants and feel my Bonier. Right. I mean, they just would, they would just give it a French accent yeah. because it made it more fancy. And I'm like, oh, for crying out loud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. It's time for the Dirt Alert. It certainly is. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Good afternoon. Welcome to your Tuesday Dirt Alert. Hey, let's talk about a notable obituary again from the world of daytime soap operas. This time we have word that Stuart Damon, known for his role as Dr. Alan Quartermain in General Uh, Hospital, has passed away at the age of 84. Joe Martin, Dr. Joe Martin and Dr. Alan Quartermain? Yes, both. I mean, they both were such long, I mean, well... Dr. Joe Martin was on for 40 years. How no long kidding. was Stuart Damon on General Hospital? Must have been most of the run. Oh, my God. Well, I, I'm sure for years and years, as a not a General Hospital watcher, I can't tell mm-hmm. you exactly how long he was. Uh, his son said that he suffered from renal failure for several years. Also, let's not forget Stuart Damon playing the prince in Cinderella, Rodgers and Hammerstein with Leslie Ann Warren. So 
Uh, He's so handsome. Oh, so very, very handsome. Three and the Quartermain de- family was so fantastic. Quartermain, yeah. Quartermain family. Mm-hmm. Three decades on General yep. Hospital. Yeah, okay. Now, he also appeared on Days of Our Lives as the world turns, and uh, he had guest roles on TV like Fantasy Island Hotel, The New Mike Hammer, and Diagnosis Murder. And you know whose dad is a big time is a soap opera actor? John Aniston. Jennifer Aniston's dad is he Aniston. Is that his name? John Aniston. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been on. Is it One Life to Live or Days? I can't remember which one. I want to say Days. days. I want to say Days mm-hmm. forever. Yeah. And he's yeah. got to be in his eighties. Yeah, you know that workaday world of being a soap, soap opera. Thing. Wow, yeah. incredible. Yeah, so he passed away, Stuart Damon, at the age of eighty-four. Now let's move on to the headline gossip of the day. Erica Girardi's accountant, lawyer, and her landlord have been ordered to turn over her financial records to the court. Mm. Now, uh, so uh, this uh, last week. Uh, The creditors in this bankruptcy case, the ongoing case that's happening, uh, three separate motions that accused Erica Jane of refusing to turn over bank statements and other documents. Well, now the court has ruled in favor of the creditors, ordering Erica Jane's accountant, divorce lawyer and landlord to turn over various key documents, including her pay stubs, bank statements, and any emails and text messages pertaining to her finances. That all came from last week's episode when it we did, saw like, the new house that yeah. she rented that was super fancy. And her, she still had and her staff. In Bel Air, she had a room for, oh, this room will be for my shoes and handbags. This room will be for my clothes. A three bedroom. In Hancock Park, I think it is. Oh, so very fancy. Very fancy. Very fancy, where you're paying... You are paying for location. But you might be paying $15,000 a month. So they're like looking at all this and saying, oh boy... Yeah, Hancock Park houses multi-million dollar homes. homes. You know, they're they're stately looking homes. They're not mega mansions necessarily, but yeah. they're in the millions of dollars. Yeah, because I think there was a story that like she'd gone into like a little one bedroom condo on Wilshire, you know, in Canyon Corridor there. But no, mm-hmm. she at least here. She's in a house in Hancock Park. Was uh, she living in Pas? Who was living in Pasadena? She was, was living in Pasadena she in was. Tom's house that he's owned forever. That was. Quite big and cold and didn't have a yard and it had a chapel. That's all I remember. Oh, you know, you have a chapel and, and not a front yard. So, so they're looking for the receipts. <laughs> now, all these people have to hand over the receipts uh, during the week of July 19th. So Whoa. they've got about three weeks to collect all of that and then move forward with this case. Do you think she's trying to yell bravo, bravo, bravo after it's filmed? Is it just too late? Because it just feels like every week she's going to sink more into the quagmire of, look at how you are living and acting and behaving and all those ladies just having nothing to say when they've had so much to say about dogs and Oh, so the, and, the the other ladies aren't commenting. Oh, no. They're like, we have to give you space. You're going through such a hard time. I mean, they went after Denise Richards. They had to know everything. I mean, even they have nothing to say. They have nothing but compassion and sympathy for their little bezeling. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating Mm -hmm. because this is the real meal deal. This is the stuff that you would be like, Erica, I thought that I knew you, but what the heck is going on? I mean, Lisa Rinna burned a a friendship of 20 years. She and Denise Richards go way back. And Lisa Rinna with big doe eyes and, oh, I just, this has got to be a tough time for you. And I'm like, 
Hello, ladies. Where is your nosy manners now? Yeah, but the whole season, the one previous one that you guys just talked about was about the drama with Lisa Vanderpump's dog. Dog, exactly. Yeah. A dog. This is. These are people. This is embezzlement. This is a husband with Alzheimer's. She's trying to paint him as bad. It's really kind of, I'm like, is there a gag order on these ladies? You know, who knows? There's no way. Well, and I just kept thinking that they got burned so bad. No, they're hypocrites. They're hypocrites (laughs) is what they are. All right, excuse me. I apparently didn't think anything. Yeah, no, they are. That's so hypocritical to me. I just can't even. Well, yeah, I suppose at a certain point, then we know what's going on. We're reading the headlines that are coming directly from the courts. And so are they. So I'm interested in what Bravo executives are trying to pull over by not addressing it on the air when this is like this is really compelling. And I say this as a person who's not into the Real Housewives franchise. If they were getting dirty with this. I would tune in because I would want to know. This is very compelling. Well, maybe they're going to, but so far they haven't. It's been tiptoes and having little fake other drama and not focusing on the elephant in the room. So they, they, they need to. I certainly hope they do. We'll see. We'll see. Hey, Kelly Clarkson bought a new house. Mm -hmm. Oh. She sold her house finally. Yes, and she purchased a new house in Toluca Lake, California for $5.4 million. She's just living a basic life Mm -hmm. there in L.A. Yeah, you know, close to work, Toluca Lake. She films in Universal City, Mm -hmm. the Kelly Clarkson show, and it's just under 5,000 square feet. She seems very down to earth, you guys. I think she, that's she just covered who she Tainted is. Love yesterday. Oh, I love that song by yeah. Soft Cell. Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the few names of a band, <laughs> that obscure you can band that I can remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're getting some news about who Quentin Tarantino almost casted his movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He's releasing the novelized version of the movie, and it's already a New York Times bestseller. It's supposed to be really good. Oh, it's a, bo- that's, a book. It's a book. That sounds. It, All right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why Quentin Tarantino's out doing press for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He has the book version, which expands upon the movie already have it on pre-order. You do? Yes. I kind of it will want, we will want your review. Well, fabulous. I will give it to you when I have read the book. Okay. It's in the mail now or whenever it's coming out. Um, but uh, he is revealing that he wanted to cast Jennifer Lawrence in the role of Squeaky Frome, which mm. eventually was played by Dakota Fanning. Oh, all right. Oh. So one of... No. <laughs> uh-uh. No. Nope. So you think that he made the good choice? He, I think he made the right choice. I think Dakota Johnson would have looked a little too old old and not as frail there's something exactly there's something kind of frail and tiny about her squeaky from what i remember dakota fanning well dakota fanning pale skin and and tininess there was a tininess i just remember that about squeaky from i'm like what is she 411 Right, right. Well, <laughs> Quentin Tarantino said eventually that it didn't work out. Jennifer Lawrence, a very nice person, respect her as an actress, but she was not right for the role. No. He said he couldn't be happier with Dakota Fanning in yeah. the role of Squeaky Frome in Once okay. Upon a Time in Hollywood. So, you know, go and watch that if you haven't. Oh, boy. This That's is a com- great movie. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. movie. Coming across the wire. You need a block of time, though. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. a, that is 220. A, that is a vibe movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And saying a vibe movie, it's not like anything in particular really happens in that movie. But you, you just, just get a feeling. Yeah, you just get a feeling. You just want to hang out with Brad Pitt. You want to hang out with Leonardo DiCaprio, Rick Dalton making a blended margaritas up there in the Hollywood Hills. And Quentin Tarantino had a good movie or a music budget because there's great soundtrack in that. Oh, yeah. Paul, Paul. Revere and the Raiders. Hush. And, uh, hush. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
This came across the wire. Andy Dick arrested over the weekend for assault with a deadly oh, weapon. Oh, dear. He's Whoa. drinking again. Yeah. Boy, so. he has such chronic I, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. You guys, I was at a bar in town here locally where he was carried out of the uh, <gasps> bathroom with oh, his no. son for doing extracurriculars. Oh, no. Sharing extracurricular activities with his own son. Oh, dear. Oh, boy. Yeah. So this happened June 26. LAPD confirming to page six. So Not good. Not good. All right. Well, that's the dirt this afternoon. Remember when he blew a kiss at me, Julia, and told he me he loved me? And yeah. He's yeah. against anger. Same, same night he licked my friend's neck, so yeah. it was a party night yeah, for him. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, is it a party in traffic this afternoon? Uh, not really right now. That's from... Duh. 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 This is the study of duh with noted academic journal skimmer, Lori. Everybody knows. Yeah, everyone knows that, Doi. And I can't believe that Harvard Health Publishing and the Harvard Medical School felt that they needed to give us the steps to cure a hangover. And anyone... <laughs> okay, that is so funny, but tell, tell me what they are. Okay, well, Julia, the number one tip. Water. Drink fluids before <laughs> you go to bed. Yeah. Maybe get something to eat. Have a little, this is why pizza, but specifically carbs. Or right. grease, right? Grease, eggs, cheese. And don't forget to take aspirin. your aspirin. Not Tylenol. Aspirin, ibuprofen, Motrin. Right. Do not take your Tylenol. That If alcohol's in your system, it just is even worse for your liver. So anyway, it's like, okay, uh, duh. <laughs> yeah. But it's remembering to do those three things. Well, that's it. You know, like sometimes you feel so good when you go to bed. You're like, ah, that's I'll take problem. two sips of water. I'll be fine in the morning. Right. And you're like, oh, my God. Or or sometimes I'll just take two more shots, then I'll just go right to bed. Right and you to can, bed, and it's like then you then wake I, then up. Then you wake up in the middle of the night. Oh. You gotta drink something. You gotta eat something. I'm that is one out. thing I will say on a girls' weekend. We are very good after coming home from the bar, chowing down. Nice. Oh, having something to eat, and then we always are amazed the next day. Oh, we all took our aspirin, we ate, and we drank water, and all of us feel great. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> There's the key, right? You don't even need Harvard. We just got Lori's yeah, recipes well, I right mean, there. But, I but mean, the other key thing is lay a base. Well, before you go out, that's you this is to. this is ways to, to cure oh, a hangover. These are those are the three most yeah. important things to do. And if I feel like we all discovered the, this the hard way, but sometimes we still forget. But yes, right. water, carbs, right, aspirin, right. Okay, uh, here's a study of duh. The study was, would you try terrifying weight loss device that uses oh magnets to clamp your teeth together to help you drop <laughs> weight? And I'm going to say, yes. Okay, I saw this today. So Me basically too. what it is, is it's like a, an apparatus that attaches to your upper molar and lower molar on one side of your mouth. This was developed at the University of Tago in New Zealand. Okay. Okay. So fat people down there are overweight population. It's a, it's a, it's, I, excuse the bad pun, I, to me, a jaw-dropping attempt to curb the obesity epidemic by magnetizing your jaw. But literally, you can only open, like, I when I saw Using this... Using magnets and locking bolts? The but study of done remember? this was no. No, but back in the 70s and 80s, it'd always be, like, the kids who could get their jaws wired shut because oh. they needed dental work or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. They got so lucky because they lost so much weight. It was like a weight loss plan. <laughs> right. and like, yes. Everyone would just say, geez, I just want to 
get my jaw you know, wired shut. You can get the flu and you kind of right. lose like 10 pounds. So it's just fluid. So with this one, okay, then you this- do get to have a key to unlock it. But I feel like I'd be unlocking it every night. To me, well, this sounds like a I, terrifying I, uh, weight loss thing just for the fact that they're using um, words like locking bolts and magnets. Well, I have sensitive teeth. That you, just hurts you my mouth. You do. I saw it and I really... Do so you think people would try this? Well, the only thing I, I was, mean, they do their stomach. I know. Be, stomach it, it's not surgery. There's also people, I've heard, that lock up cabinets that have timers that only allow them to be opened at certain times. You've heard mm-hmm. of that, right? You know, you can you know, sometimes, access food at certain times. All right, so I, people will try this. I, kind of, I don't know, okay. Lori, but I kind of feel like it, but I find myself, if I buy a lot of snacks, I'll leave them in the car in the, in the basement. You know, there's all these tricks you do if you've been a person who's trying to lose weight right at some point in your life you know i leave them in the car and then i'll forget about them maybe or they have to always go in the back or they have to be up really high i've never i really don't ever think i'd go to the extreme of having magnets in my mouth (laughs) okay i just but i thought i but maybe i guess if you were really 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 in the the options was doing your stomach stomach or doing something like this this is less invasive all right all right, well, here's another study of duh. Okay. And this one involves math, so we're doing math twice today. Oh, dear. Um, it's no secret that parents are desperate for sleep. Okay. We From, know, depending we know on this. what age your kids are, yes. Yeah, well, uh, this was a study of American parents over 30, and what they figured out is that the average American parent loses nearly 4,000 hours from zero to eighteen to brain fog while raising their child, that comes out to two hundred nineteen hours of brain fog a year, or about forty minutes a day, where you're just kind of going through the motions right. and you know what day it is because uh, someone's got soccer or they got pre- whatever they got something going on. But um, Six and ten say the blur of not getting enough sleep and just low energy, but missing meals and blah, blah, blah. But I thought, how does this seem like a study of duh, that this seems like a pretty 4,000 hours while raising your child over the 18 years? Yeah. Uh, 40 minutes a day? Monday is the worst day of the, the week for parents. It's very busy. Yeah, very busy. Mm-hmm. You got to refocus. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's a study of duh. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Duh. But they did the math on it. Okay, thank you. You know, 219 hours a year, or think about it, just 39 minutes a day. That doesn't seem too much to lose to brain fog. No. You know, when you put it that way, it seems like you could deal with it. Like, Don't that that be a parent breaker for you? A deterrent from having children. (laughs) Please don't. Yeah. You're not going to think clearly for 39 minutes a day. day. Other things can cause the same thing to happen. (laughs) You don't even have to have kids. Okay. Uh, Here is another study of duh. Um, Moms did 173 extra hours of parenting in 2020, while dads only did 59 extra hours. This is, again, not, this is, seems like a duh. If you've got the person who represents the mom and a person who represents the dad, it does seem like the moms do more of the work of parenting. You know, it's interesting because there's been quite a few studies about how women of younger children have been so displaced during the pandemic. Yes. And they're the ones 
that got it the worst. Yes. They many times had to leave their jobs because of the, cut day, back the number cut of back hours. The number of hours mm-hmm. had to pick up extra slack at home. Didn't have Not daycare. Not saying that men did do it, but it, right. it's for some reason it just it, the, the women, the population of women who were displaced during the pandemic with small children was really just it was a, a big very number, big big number. It's I know a big it. number and. They really made it worse. There was a lot. Because even in a regular them. year, the study after study always shows that whoever is the person on that average, represents I mean, the mom, the mom will end up doing whoever more. Whoever represents work. that, that person. household. Right. Yeah. We'll do more work. Just will. And it's a different type of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Anyway, right. that's a global average. It, it's, but let's break it down. That's one extra week worth of dealing with the kids for moms and about two and a half days for the dads. Those numbers seem low to me. I would say too. Yeah. Especially this past year. Yeah. Feels we really we don't believe that part of the All right, study. Fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, my last study. Of yes. Duh for you. And I just want this to be the true thing, but there is a study um, the researchers have done where they're taking, you know, the lymph nodes, looking at people who've been given two doses of either Pfizer or Moderna and they're, they're they feel real hope that you will have lifetime protection against the COVID virus. Wow. And might not need booster shots. Good. Because of the whole uh, mRNA, how the germinal center that forms in your lymph node, which acts like a boot camp for the, your memory B cells in your immune system. Wow, that's, this is fancy. I, well, Dr. Julia, I'm trying to break it down easy for you guys. I like it. Yeah. At least, yeah. So anyway, they're finding that uh, um, the people that they're studying, they're like, wow, we might not even need the booster shots. All right, cool. So let's hope that that study of Dub becomes true. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. All right. We'll be back. Thank you, Grant. All right. I got a little real estate news. Um, Anything to do with... um, you know, Hawaii, Elvis, you know, we got a report on it. And uh, there's an iconic Hawaii resort on the island of Kauai mm-hmm. where Elvis Presley filmed a blue Hawaii. Who Frank was the Sinatra. woman in that? I can't remember who okay. was in blue Hawaii with him right now. But the Cocoa Palms Resort, if you're familiar with Kauai, it's in Wailua, which... People know the sunny side of the island is Poipu, then the middle of the island is Wailua, and then uh, we're the golfing and the Prince of Cliffville, Hanalei. So it's kind of like right in the middle of the island, and the resort is across the street from the beach, and it's a low-level plantation style. And it it was like it was opened in 1953, and that's where Hollywood people went and stayed because there was like a little... Little lagoons, everything was tiki lamps, all the rooms. I did a site inspection of this resort. Um, must have been in the early 90s. Um, but all of the rooms, like the bathrooms, it was mosaic, beautiful clamshells were the oh, sinks. Cool. It was looked very, it, the place that it's built on, People consider Tell us it, the name of it again. It's called the Coco Palms Resorts. It's been closed. It's been it was destroyed thirty years ago in a hurricane. But it was built in the middle of a coconut grove that was planted in eighteen ninety six on an ancient site of Hawaiian royalty. So it's considered the land of historical significance. So the resort felt very 
Hawaiian Hawaiian, and private and really gorgeous. And and it sits on like 20, 25 acres of land. And in 92, it was destroyed by by Hurricane Aniki, a Category 4 storm. And it's been sitting neglected since. It's literally just falling apart. It's like a... Looks like a ghost town. So someone bought up the land and they're going to close it down. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, with it, but it's really like kind of sad looking at these pictures. But maybe something cool will happen to it because it is just the loveliest property. And a friend of mine said, Yeah, it's so sad when you go by the Coco Palms and it's just like, Aww. looks like a, you know, an abandoned resort of right. the 50s, which it basically has been. Anyway, have you uh, have you guys seen the movie Fun in Acapulco with Elvis? From- yes. Okay, so here's a, a side story. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. I, my dad always told me a story. We have a little Tonka toy connection in our family. I think, yes. I, you know, the, my grandpa. Right. Fun in Acapulco was being filmed, and at the, the resort where he was filming it, they had a little Jeep, pink Jeep, on the desk. And it was this, these Jeeps that they used to kind of get around the resorts and everything like that. And like Les Brises had? Yes, yes, yes. So And Elvis was very, very fond of this pink Jeep, and he wanted to have the thing built for himself he wanted an actual one built for himself that he could have for his own and so when they did that they got in touch with Tonka and my grandpa and there was about three or four of them that were made one of them is currently down in In Graceland in Graceland we my father had one of them one of the pink jeeps that he had made for himself because my grandpa got it my then my dad eventually donated it to another museum but yeah that's our little Elvis Tonka toys connection just from filming that scene he saw that little one sitting on the counter there was like I want one of those that's amazing called up Tonka toys called up a car factory and Jeep made it for him and it was all done from there isn't that cool that is a cool story right yeah Yeah. and you do see that I mean you he's got a lot of cars in the car part of Grayson Museum but that one does stand out the pink Jeep the pink Jeep I've got one day I'll bring it in I've got Family pictures of all of us in one of the few pink Jeeps that were made for Elvis. Have you gone to Graceland and taken a picture I have next not, to the pink Jeep? I have not, but all my friends, funny you say that, they never, do it. They, they do it now, but they never believed me growing oh. up. So now when they go down there, they'll send me pictures and I'm like, see, see? I wasn't lying. Right, like, this right. is a true thing. Like, I kept telling them, I'm like, Elvis has one of these just like we do. That is so, oh. that's a cool story. Yeah, okay. Cool? So other real estate news, if we're mm-hmm. going to go down here. Yeah. So I, I sent you this link last uh, week and I sent it to a couple of my friends if they thought if you're looking to buy a piece of property and have $41 million laying around Diane Feinstein's Lake Tahoe Resort, I sent you this last week, it is unbelievable how beautiful it is. I love looking at this piece of real estate. Never been to Tahoe. You've been, of course. I've never been. Joy, it is your kind of place because you could ski, play tennis, golf and, and possibly boat or gamble it's so depending on the gorgeous. shoulder season that you're there yeah it's really but really it's pretty 41 million dollars wow <laughs> when i are, mean when do some of these old people retire from congress and said i, I feel like they old. go on so long I wish there was a term limit, how old yeah. is she she's in her high 80s Serious? I yeah, I can't understand. I I'm just gonna put it out there that when I'm in my high eighties, I can damn well guarantee you that I'm not going to be working. Or How making, old is our president? 
He's 80, he's or, 79, I okay. think. 79, yeah. wow. But po- politicians seem to like working for a long time. I mean, maybe maybe I will. Maybe I want to be sitting here in this chair. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to go I, on record and say I don't want to work that long. I kind of don't. I kind of hope I'm not. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I, I got to be honest. Me too. too. But yet you see the, the characters that go on. I like, know, who's know. the cute guy? You know, like... The guy who just celebrated his birthday last week, you know. I get entertainers wanting to do that. But writers. I guess. But and making I, decisions about our country at that age? Yeah. I'm a little I bit uh, yeah. on the edge. Go I'm have with fun. You. I'm with you on the term limit thing. I am so into term limits. Yes. Seems like, yeah, it can't. seems like just a sensible solution. Get some of these old ideals out. Some of yeah, the I, I agree 100%. Yeah. But anyway, right, her place, agreed. her property is lovely. <laughs> okay. If anyone has $41 million, <laughs> I sent it to a few of my rich friends does anyone want to buy a place yeah i could bunk in the back maybe <laughs> even the little cabana you know that sits yeah. right on the water is like bigger than any of them i homes. would love it if sun country would fly to tahoe they could explore that destination because it's not easy to get there no it isn't is it mm, no no that would be a beautiful location that would be one like you could do as a seasonal uh-huh. kind of a destination and it is beautiful to go i mean we've seen it on two housewives trips and they stayed in the, the same house during the pandemic, yes. the Orange County and Beverly Hills and, the Kardashians. and Kardashians all went to Tahoe. That was and the they all stayed in the same house. Home. Yeah, the Which same funny. the same Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so because it was the one place the Californians okay, it's a big enough house. We have we're social distance. Social distance and isn't that the truth? Yeah, I know it. I know. And then you know it's also Big Bear. It's yes, really beautiful. Oh, I love Big yeah. Bear. Yeah. Oh, My, our cousins had a place. There. Yeah. Again, though, not easy. Easy to get to? No, not from, no, not from around here. I, when I lived in San Diego, it wasn't a far drive for no. us, and we would just go up there and have fun, right. like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, oh, it was great. Yeah. Love Did you it. ever go over to Lake Havasu? Oh and- yeah, we went over to Havasu. I mean, everything's stone throw from San Diego, yeah, Vegas, like everything, yeah, everything. Oh so my true. gosh! All right, everyone, have a great night. Thanks, Grant. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.